From WNYC, this is Money Talking. I'm Charlie Herman. This election season, many leading Democrats are coming out in favor of a proposal called Medicare for All. We now have 16 co-sponsors on this legislation. And it recently got the endorsement of former President Obama. Democrats aren't just running on good old ideas like a higher minimum wage. They're running on good new ideas like Medicare for All. It's the simple idea that the state provides health care coverage to all people, regardless of their employment status or ability to pay. It's also a very costly idea, with one study estimating a price tag around $32 trillion over 10 years. Yet even at that amount, its supporters argue that Medicare for All could lower overall spending on health care in the long term. Are we ready for such a radical shift in how health care is provided? With me is Rick Newman, columnist for Yahoo Finance, who's been looking at the numbers. Good morning, Rick. Hey, Charlie. So how exactly would this work? What would Medicare for all look like? Healthcare as we know it, or at least as many of us know it, would change completely. So for those of us who get insurance through an employer, that would totally change. Employers would no longer provide uh, health insurance, and they would just completely get out of the healthcare business. All of that would shift to the government. But is there one particular plan that's being proposed, or are there a couple of different ideas uh, that maybe I could keep my health care with my employer, or I could go to the one that the government is offering? Well, when you say Medicare for all, that is basically the Bernie Sanders plan, which is something he has proposed in legislation in Congress. Of course, it has not come close to passing. Uh, There are some different ideas about how to do this. A couple of states are beginning to ask, can we do this at the state level? Of course, Massachusetts did something like this at the state level several years ago, which in a way formed the basis for the Affordable Care Act, which passed federally in 2010. And then there are all sorts of other proposals that say, well, couldn't we have a hybrid system where you keep in place the things that are working now, but you just uh, provide a government backstop for more people who uh, who are not getting health insurance through the current system? So there's a whole spectrum of ideas for how we could change and one would hope improve the system we have today. Okay, so imagine that this did actually happen, that uh, the Bernie Sanders bill went through and a lot of people are have been talking about this. What would that mean for businesses if they were not providing health care anymore? Well, it's a very interesting thought experiment because there's there's really no other country in the world where businesses are responsible for providing health care for the majority of people in, you know, in the country. So in the United States, about half of the people with health insurance get it through an employer. No other country has a system like that. And that's kind of a an accident of history because in World War II, when U.S. companies were not allowed to raise wages, they began to compete for employees by offering other benefits, and one of them was health care coverage. So who knew it would grow into the kind of monstrosity we have today? But look, companies don't like being in the business of providing health care. Uh, Warren Buffett has said this is a tapeworm on American competitiveness because U.S. companies that compete globally are competing with firms from other countries that do not have health care expenses. So Medicare for All would allow companies to get completely out of the health care business and shed all of those expenses. Companies spend about $1.2 trillion providing health care for people every year. That is about five times as much as they pay in federal taxes. Okay, so let's talk about that cost. So we have the study from the Libertarian Mercatus Center at George Mason University in Virginia, and it's estimating $32 trillion to pay for this. And that's kind of at the low end. With a price tag like that, the only way to pay for it would be through higher taxes. How realistic is something like this to even be considered? It's not realistic at all politically right now. But I think it's a very interesting thing to think about because it it makes you think like, 
how could we possibly improve this system? So just to go over a couple of the numbers without numbing people to this, so the total cost would be about $3.3 trillion per year to the federal government additional. The government only spends $4.2 trillion right now. So that would so almost be doubling. You're the... close to doubling what the federal government expends. Uh, however, uh, you are now saying businesses no longer have to spend $1.2 trillion. Ordinary people no longer have to spend $365 billion. A lot of others will uh, no longer have to spend money on health care. And by the way, you would end up with slightly less total healthcare spending in the entire U.S. economy, and you would cover 30 million additional people. So on a bang for the buck basis, Medicare for all would actually be considerably better. So that's looking at the, the numbers, but what would it actually be like for the individual to go through a healthcare system that is run by the government? It would probably be terrible at first. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about massive disruption. So in order to make this work, first of all, the government would probably pay doctors and healthcare providers a lot less. We're talking about bringing everybody into the healthcare system, including 30 million or so who don't have insurance right now. And then you've got whatever the transition would be from the system we have now to a completely government-run system. Uh, honestly, it would be a nightmare. And I think that's just one of the reasons this is not likely to happen anytime soon. Okay. You say it's not likely to happen anytime soon. And yet polling shows that about 60% support a national health plan. You have some of the leading presidential candidates on the Democratic side talking about this. I mean, it may not be realistic right now politically, but are we maybe at this point where things are starting to turn and five years from now, 10 years from now, like this is actually the, the an inflection point. Uh, we could be approaching a pivot point, except for one thing, which is that one of the two political parties seems completely opposed to any further government role in healthcare. Republicans want less government involvement in healthcare. Now, they haven't said what they think is a good way to improve on what we have. So uh, it's hard to see w how this could lead to any kind of federal legislation that would change the healthcare system in a meaningful way. It could happen at the state level. And if we were ever to really transform the uh, healthcare system in the United States, it would probably go in the direction of some kind of hybrid system because the uh, employer-sponsored healthcare part of the uh, system here is actually the part that works pretty well. You talked about that politically, this is just unrealistic at this time, but there have been candidates, uh, especially in primaries, who have been talking about this. How has this topic worked on the campaign trail? Well, I think Democrats have correctly recognized that healthcare is a potent political issue. Uh, they have realized that they can appeal to people by pointing out correctly that the current system is not working for a lot of people. The problem is what's the solution? Because you have to tell people what the cost is going to be, and the cost is so high that it's prohibitive. So Medicare for all risks becoming a slogan uh, that doesn't really have any substance behind it because it's so improbable. Uh, I would be more encouraged to hear Democrats saying, look, we recognize uh, people are falling through the cracks in the current system. You know, healthcare is remarkably complicated, as President Trump himself acknowledged not long ago. And uh, it just doesn't really lend itself well to soundbite politicking, but that's where we're at. Rick Newman is a columnist for Yahoo Finance. Rick, thanks so much for joining. Thanks, Charlie. And I'm Charlie Herman. This is Money Talking from WNYC. 